to the first ever Green Sheet podcast coming to you live, well, sort of live, from Lynn Parish Council headquarters, which is also known as The Shed in my back garden. Anyway, it's a beautiful fresh autumn day in November 2021. I'm your host, Jeff Lawrence, and it's my pleasure to bring a new service to the residents of Lynn and the surrounding areas. Every month we produce a newsletter which is delivered to every home in the parish. We also send this out as an e-newsletter, but at a recent parish council meeting, it was suggested that publishing a podcast could reach those in our community who perhaps have a disability which prevents them from accessing the newsletter. In addition, there may be some who would prefer to listen to the newsletter and hear some extra information, doing all of those things that we do while attached to our phones and tablets. Anyway, for whatever reason you have stumbled upon this podcast, you are very, very welcome. So, without further ado, in this month's podcast, and please contain yourselves, a new running track for the playing fields, news on the Garden Waste Service, lots of news from the Village Hall, and events from the parish. So, grab yourself a cuppa, stick your earphones in, settle down in your favourite armchair, and off we go. Well, here we are. My first thoughts, why on earth am I doing this? I've never done a podcast before. I'm not even sure how to use a microphone and I definitely don't know which buttons to press. So I hope somebody is actually able to hear what I'm uh, going on about. Anyway, this is where you come in. We do want to make this podcast useful and interesting. So your feedback is really important. So let me know what you think. Send me some ideas, make some comments on the latest podcast. You might want to send in some details of a local event or a community group looking for support. We are open to all ideas. You can email us at, and this is a new email address, greensheetpodcast at gmail.com. That's greensheetpodcast at gmail.com, all in small letters. And if you know how to work the technology, you can even send me a voice message using the link which you will find in the description section of this podcast. Try and have a go at that. I'll be very interested to see if it actually works. Anyway, just a reminder, this is a monthly podcast. If you do have a local event, think about the date of the event and when the podcast is coming out. This will normally be the first week of each month. This first podcast is a little different because it's a bit of a test one uh, and we've uh, published it a little bit late. Of The podcast is to go through the monthly newsletter and expand on some of the stories. What I will say is that any comments I make are my own and not those of the parish councils. Decisions made by the Parish Council are recorded in their minutes and these can be viewed at their website, which is www.lim.net. Oh, I nearly forgot. For those of you who live in Lim, you will have worked out why we have called this the Green Sheet Podcast. But for our listeners from further afield, and please let there be some listeners out there. The reason we have called this the Green Sheet Podcast is because our physical newsletter is printed on green paper and is known locally as the Green Sheet. See, there is method in my madness. So let's get started properly. So what I thought I'd do is um, try and split up the newsletter into different uh, parts. And I'll start off with a few bits of news, uh, things that have happened in the village and some uh, bits and pieces from the district council. So starting off on page one, The first article is titled On the Right Track and it goes as follows. At the time of writing, a collection of excavating machinery, health and safety signs and some huge ruts could be seen at the village hall playing fields at Lim. The picture, which obviously you can't see because you're listening, shows 
some huge ruts that have been dug into the playing fields. It looks a little bit unsightly actually from the picture, but I can assure you it is all okay now. This track, which will loop and curve around the playing field, past installed benches, new planting and ultimately linked to the various parts of the playing field, which is to receive various play equipment, areas for rest and enjoyment, a wild planting area to encourage outside activity and exercise. The Lynn Playing Fields Development Committee have worked and continue to work hard raising funds to improve the area for our residents. A recent decision by the Village Hall Committee and the Parish Council means that the playing fields, play park and car park are now managed by the Parish Council. Due to these changes, the Playing Field Committee is now a committee of the Parish Council. This will mean that the equipment purchased during the development will be the property of the Parish Council and available for use by our residents and visitors. Councillor Mike Bohr, who is project managing the installation of the new track, is always keen to hear from our residents regarding the plans and most importantly, if anyone wishes to volunteer to help in the future. He can be contacted through the parish clerk at Lim Parish Council on the following email, which is limpc at outlook.com. The parish council would like to thank the committee for their unending enthusiasm for this project and hope that our residents will be pleased with the final results press release from the District Council at the Folkestone Hive District Council and this is regarding the garden waste service rebate. The cost of next year's garden waste collection service will be reduced by nearly £10 for current subscribers. Folkestone and Hyde District Council agreed to a suspension of rounds between July and September as a result of the national shortage of HGV drivers and COVID-19 isolation requirements. With the service now back up and running, the 2022-23 subscription will be discounted by £9.70 for all existing customers because of the temporary break. The cost reflects the five missed collection cycles over a 10-week period. A number of different rebate options were considered before being presented before Cabinet members last night, which was the 20th of October. Councillor Stuart Peel, Folkestone and High District Council Cabinet Member for Enforcement, Regulatory Services, Waste and Building Control, said... It's been important that we find a solution that is both fair for our 15,000 garden waste subscribers and ensure administrative costs are not disproportionate. Historically, the service has received very high levels of annual renewal, so we feel this is the most convenient way to offer a rebate to all customers inconvenienced by the suspension. The Council continues to review performance on a daily basis and work with Veolia to address any early warning signs of any future potential disruption in order that services continue to operate. For more information about garden waste collections, you can visit the Folkestone and Hyde District Council website. We have a little bit of news from the Lynn Parish Council. Uh, and the article goes as follows. The Lim Parish Council are pleased to announce that Anne Bills, MBE, has been co-opted to the Lim Parish Council and attended her first meeting in October. Councillor Bills comes from a background working with those suffering from mental health and supporting the rights of people with disabilities. She's written on mental health and well-being, gender equality and has served on various boards and committees in this area of care. Anne is very enthusiastic to bring some of the skills to the parish where she has lived with her husband for the past few years. If you wish to contact Anne regarding any health and well-being issues and ideas which you feel may benefit our parish, you can contact Anne via the parish clerk at limpc at outlook.com. And the last item of news this month from uh, the Lim newsletter is a caring community. 
and it goes as follows. It is easy to get swamped by the endless negative comments in the news and through social media. The phrase not being able to see the wood for the trees comes to mind each day as we try to seek out positivity. We often forget about all those people in our community who are kind and caring. I've been contacted by a resident who wished to pass on the following message, having been through a very hard time, like many, during the ongoing pandemic. And her message comes as follows. Thank you. We wish to thank all of the residents, neighbours and friends of Beacon Way, Tawny Close and Stone Street for the help and support we've received over the last six months since my sister Iris and my little dog Pepe passed away. We could not have come through this without you and we are very, very grateful. And that was from Pauline and Darren. The next part of our podcast is from our three regular contributors to the newsletter. They are the Studying History and Archaeology in Lim, also known as Shell, the Lim Airfield History Society, and also the Kent Gardener. Let's start with the Kent Gardener article this month. And it goes as follows. As winter approaches, the temperature drops and light levels fall. Plant growth slows. There are plenty of jobs to get you out and into the fresh air. If it stays relatively warm, the grass will continue to grow and we'll need cutting. So set the mower blades to around four centimetres. Not a tempting idea, but consider it a workout. This is the time traditionally to put the garden to bed by raking leaves, cutting back, digging up and composting the results. Non-hardy plants in the ground or in pots should be moved indoors or given the, the protection of a fleece or a deep mulch of compost or straw. Keep watering pots as rainfall can run off the leaves or they may be in a rain shadow. The pot may be too small but that can wait until spring as there will be little growth now. Remove all the spent bedding plants as they will rot but do leave some seed heads for the birds. It is fun to watch them swinging on the stalks, searching for seeds and insects. Seed pods and grasses look pretty covered in frost sparkling in the sun. Sweet peas can be sown now for an early display next spring. They will need a deep pot and some protection over the winter from mice as well as the worst weather, but do not need heat. Garlic and onions can be started now. Fork over the soil, but don't add fertilizer, which causes soft growth and mildew while garlic needs a long growing season. Happy gardening. Some good tips there from our Kent gardener. Next story is from Studying History and Archaeology in Lim, also known as Shell. And they have provided us with the following very interesting background into the clergy in medieval times. We know so little about the clergy in medieval times, particularly those in towns and villages, that we assume that they were seen as men of virtue and respected in their community. Professor Peter Clark's fascinating revelations to Shell's October meeting showed a somewhat different picture with examples of criminal violence and attacks in some places. Moreover, priests who committed offences could not be heard in criminal courts but only in church courts, which themselves could not order death or physical penalties, so the clergy escaped punishment. In the late 12th century, a ruling of the Pope, head of the church, stated that people who killed did face prosecution and sentencing, but there were loopholes to save the clergy from the royal court's punishment, including a church court pardon to allow priests to continue in their role. 
Peter's research showed clergy involvement in violence was mainly interpersonal fights in public and involvement in feuds and adultery. Often priests were not celibate and blameless husbands reacted violently as the church courts did not take any action. What a revealing insight Peter gave us. Shall meet regularly at the Harry Marjorie Hall in Lim, normally at 7.30, and they have provided us with the following events which are due to take place. In fact, the first one, unfortunately, we have missed due to the timing of this podcast, but that was from Andrew Richardson, who gave a talk on Innsworth Found, a recent investigation on the saints' remains found in Folkestone. Uh, the Christmas party will be held on the 21st of December and has a Tudor theme. Food and mulled wine will be provided. Tudor dress is optional. Please confirm attendance to Rosemary on 266-966 or email her at rosemary at stutchbury.mysen and that's spelled M-Y-Z-E-N dot co dot U-K. And then going into 2022 on January the 18th, the meeting is back by popular demand, our memories evening. So please come along with your memories and photos of Lim. It's free for members to attend and non-members uh, need to pay £3 per event. Next article is from the Lim Airfield History Society. And this article has been written by John Simpson, who is a local author and a font of all knowledge when it comes to Lim Airfield and the history of the area. Now John has written the following which is uh, entitled Lim and the Cuban Missile Crisis and it goes as follows. Many of the aerial photographs of southeast England and shipping in the channel you will see in books and online have been taken by a company called Sky Photos which was lastly flying from Lyd Airport with offices based in Ashford. Set up in the late 1940s, Sky Photos came to Lim Airfield where they were based flying an Ulster Autocrat registered G-A-I-Z-Z and other aircraft. Tragedy befell the company when another Ulster, G-A-K-T-F, was lost near Beachy Head on the 7th of February 1960 with the death of the crew Roger Exelby and John Cortons. The latter's body was recovered whilst Exelby, the pilot, was never found. Sadly, Sky Photos would go on to lose another aircraft and crew on the 2nd of June 1962 when Peter Harrington and George Henderson were lost again near Beachy Head in Piper Caribbean, G-A-R-E-N, whilst on a photographic flight. The same year, pilot Gordon Janney, flying the autocrat, was working for Sky Photos on behalf of the American Embassy in London. He was charged with looking for huge Soviet ships carrying nuclear missiles bound for Cuba. On one such flight, he found one in the channel and described flying at about 100 feet and lining up the aeroplane for his photographer to snap the vessel carrying several missiles on board clearly visible. Notably, there were no people on deck, just the deadly cargo. At this politically charged time in 1962, 22-year-old Gordon Janney remembered the American embassy contacting him multiple times as it wanted to keep abreast of the activities of the Soviet shipping in the channel. The world held its breath at this time as President Kennedy and Russian Premier Nikita Khrushchev faced one another in a game of nerves over nuclear war. Finally, the missiles were removed from Cuba and the threat was relieved. Each flight would take about 30 to 40 minutes to return to Lim 
from where Gordon Janey's photographs were taken to Folkestone and then sent by train to the American Embassy where they would be analysed to see what was heading for Castro's Cuba. As we all know, such a war was averted when the missiles were removed from Cuba. Today, the company Photoflight provide a shipping aerial photography service and can be linked back to sky photos of the past. Now, if you want more information about the Lim Airfield Society, you can contact John Simpson on 01303 265 or email him on johnsimpson43 at Each month we are very pleased to receive a message from our Reverend, Reverend Barry, who sends us uh, an article every month with some interesting information. And uh, this month he doesn't let us down and the article is as follows. I'm not a fan of short days with dark evenings and mornings. I find we winter such a bleak time and the only reason I believe we get through it is, you've guessed it, Christmas. The plans that start very early for me are beginning to take shape and becoming a reality. Much of what we do is the same each year. I'm also one for tradition but I also like to see new things. Winter fun for me starts with November the 5th. I love to see the children enjoying bonfire night with the same excitement that I did as a child. As many of you know, the event marks the annual commemoration of the 5th of November 1605 when Guy Fawkes, a member of the gunpowder plot, was arrested while guarding the gunpowder below the Houses of Parliament. King James I survived this assassination attempt on his life and people celebrated by lighting bonfires around London. The annual event of bonfire lighting became law under the observance of the 5th of November Act that enforced the annual public day of celebration. If we look behind the farm, what we find is anti-Catholic sentiment where effigies of well-known Catholics were burned as well as those of Geithborgs. What we learn from this is that the quiet majority can engage with what is for them a fun event without being drawn into the evil intentions of a minority. There will always be the odd one out who allows their evil temptations to emerge but for the vast majority whatever the intentions of others do not succumb to what is clearly wrong and against our human nature. Even when a dark thought crosses our minds when push comes to shove we instinctively react well for when we act correctly we feel good and when we act inappropriately we'll feel bad. For we are made in the image of God and instinctively know right from wrong and care about other people. And so we should not live in fear of others, nor the darkness we see all too often in our world. We must encourage one another to be a light in those times of darkness and to value the countless acts of so many every day that make our world a better place. Stay safe. And that's a message from the Reverend Barry Knott. We're going to finish this month with some information about some of the events that are going to take place in the village over the next few weeks leading up to Christmas. And we start with information from the Lim Village Hall. And this is, I'm very pleased to say, the return of the Christmas Fair. And this will take place on Saturday the 27th of November between 1 and 4 p.m. 
Now they have two foot halls full of artisan crafts, decorations, treats and unique gifts, plus refreshments, a cake stall, games and our grand raffle. So come along, support your local small village businesses and your village hall. And if you're interested in booking a table, there is limited availability, but you can contact the chair at limvillagehall.co.uk for a booking form. The Lim Short Mat Bowls Club is back in operation and the Lim Short Mat Bowls Club meets every Monday and Thursday from 7pm to 9.30pm, September to May. It is a small, friendly club and we currently have vacancies for new members. So do come along and try your hand at an enjoyable, skillful game. Now, the first three weeks are free. Now, there's an incentive if ever I heard one. There's no need to buy any bowls as the club has a selection which can be used until you've decided whether you're going to enjoy the game. All you need to bring is a pair of carpet slippers or smooth soled flat shoes and the annual subscription is £25 and the green fees are £2 per evening. So do come along and you will be made very welcome it says here. So for further details you can ring the secretary on 07484377139 or you can email j.groom that's g-r-o-o-m 789 at btinternet.com the Lim village hall committee are advertising their annual general meeting now this meeting will be held at the harry marjorie hall at 7 30 on monday the 22nd of november all are very welcome to attend the agenda and reports will be available to view around one week before the meeting, which is on the website. And the website is www.limvillagehall.co.uk. Limvillage Hall is all one word. Now, to reduce waste and expense for the charity, these documents will not be generally available in a printed format and will be viewable only online. But if you do need any uh, printed copies, for any reason, you can contact the chair at limvillagehall.co.uk or call 0777-998-3654 and leave a message to request one. The Lim Village Hall Film Club is being held in the Harry Marjorie Hall. Films are shown every fourth Tuesday evening, but not in December. The doors open at 7.15 for a 7.30 start. It's free membership. Entrance fee is £5 and this includes refreshments and a lucky draw ticket. Uh, showing next, which will be on the 23rd of November, is The Theory of Everything. And this is the extraordinary story of Jane and Stephen Hawking, starring Felicity Jones and Eddie Redmayne. As I said, there's no film in December, but in January there will be a double bill, which is The Hound of the Baskervilles and The Plank. That is a classic film, worth a look if you've never seen it. Uh, and uh, the instructions are as follows. They reserve the right to show a substitute film should the need arise or to refuse admission. Children under 16 must be accompanied by an adult and ID will be requested. We have a bit of a strange article in the newsletter this month and it's entitled Can You Find the Magical and Luminescent Sea Gooseberries? So what's all that about? Now, uh, Creative Folkestone are launching a quest from the 20th of November to the 18th of December. Participants will be given clues and a map and go looking for messages from the sea gooseberries hidden in locations across Hythe, Folkestone and Romney Marsh. At least one of these will be hidden in Lim, so get involved and have some fun. For more information, you can find the information at the following website, which is www.creativefolkestone.org.uk slash festivals and projects 
slash beacons. Quite a long website there. What I would add is that if anybody does happen to find one of these, I would be really interested to find out what they're about. So send me a message and uh, let me know. St. Stephen's Church is advertising a Christmas coffee morning and that is going to be held on Saturday the 11th of December 2021 and it will be held between 10am and 12.30pm. Everyone is invited and they are inviting you to come and enjoy the surrounding of the beautiful 900 year old church which is St. Stephen's. that is it for this month's edition now this was our first attempt so i hope as time goes on that things will become a little bit more slicker and i don't keep saying uh um and um here we go which i just did then anyway our next edition will be published during the first week in december as i've said before we would love to hear any feedback and any ideas you may have you can contact us using the following email address which is greensheetpodcast at gmail.com or go on be brave try out the voice message link which you will find in the description part of this podcast you know you want to and you may hear your message played out in a future podcast you never know anyway thank you again for listening i have been your host jeff lawrence have a great month until next time when we bring you the green sheet podcast from lynn village in kent